pastor for over 25 years and a student of the Bible uh, for about 30. Uh, I'm glad that you can join me. You know, if you're new to this channel, uh, please like and subscribe and turn on the notifications. I have, as of uh, today, 256 free Bible teachings for you to enjoy, uh, and I hope that you learn from them. Today, we're going to explore Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. It's our third message in the book of Revelation. It's a passage of Revelation that's central to the understanding, the context, and the perspective of the entire book. Uh, it reads, now, John to the seven churches uh, that are in Asia, grace and peace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, uh, has made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now, to provide a comprehensive interpretation of this passage, I'm going to break it down verse by verse, uh, addressing the historical context and the symbolism and the theological significance within these few scriptures. Now, verse 4 says, Greetings to the seven churches. Now, this passage begins with John addressing his letter to the seven churches that are in Asia. These seven churches were uh, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Now, these were real historical churches located in the Roman province of Asia. Today, that would be like modern Turkey. These churches serve as both the immediate recipients of this letter and a representative of the broader Christian community in the first century. Now, the salutation continues with the blessing of grace and peace that really comes from three different sources. Uh, first of all, it says, to him who is, who was, and who is to come. Now, this phrase is a reference to God the Father, signifying his eternal existence and sovereign authority in our lives. In this context, it emphasizes God's ongoing presence and control throughout the unfolding events of the first century. And then secondly, the seven spirits who are before his throne, the seven spirits are often understood as the Holy Spirit, signifying its fullness and presence in the seven churches. Now, in the first century context, this highlights the spiritual guidance and empowerment of these churches in the face of incredible challenges and persecution. And then thirdly, Jesus Christ. The description of Jesus as the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of earth on earth emphasizes his role and the authority in the events that were taking place in the Roman Empire during the first century. Nothing happens 
that isn't under God's jurisdiction. He is seen as the faithful witness to God's redemptive plan, the firstborn from the dead, signifying his resurrection and the ruler of kings, indicating his sovereignty over earthly powers. He's over the powers then, he's over them now. Now, verse 5 says that the redemption through Jesus Christ, this verse speaks of Jesus' love for believers and his work in our hearts and our lives. It says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Now, here Jesus' love and sacrifice on the cross are emphasized. This verse pertains to the forgiveness of sins through faith in Christ, who was available to believers during this time and remains available to all generations, including you and I. This provides great hope. It says, he made us a kingdom priest to his God and Father. Now, this statement reflects the broader biblical theme of believers being a royal priesthood. This is found in 1 Peter 2.9. In this context, it highlights the role of the early followers of Jesus as agents of God's kingdom and priests who mediate between God and humanity, a role that continues to today. Now it says, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. This phrase underscores the eternal nature of Christ's glory and rule, affirming his authority over all ages, including the first century. Now in verse 6 it says, the return of of Christ, it says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Now, in this verse, we encounter a prophetic declaration of Jesus' coming. Now, this is a this is a reference to a spiritual or figurative coming of Christ rather than a physical future second coming. Here's how this, uh, here's how this works. Well, it says, he is coming with the clouds. Now, the imagery of coming with the clouds is reminiscent of Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, where the Son of Man comes with the clouds to receive authority and dominion from the Ancient of Days. Now, this signifies Christ's divine authority and judgment, particularly upon Jerusalem and the Jewish nation in AD 70 with the destruction of the temple. Now it says every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. This statement refers to the people of Jerusalem, particularly the Jewish leaders and those who were responsible for crucifying Jesus. Remember they tried to pass the responsibility around when they were trying him? They would witness the divine judgment that came upon their city and their temple in AD 70. The idea here is that even those who rejected and crucified Christ would recognize his divine vindication. Jesus is the judge. He's the ultimate vindicator. Now it says, all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. This expression represents the widespread distress and lamentation that accompanied the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. It signifies the historical consequences of rejecting Christ and rebelling against God's covenant. And then lastly, even so, amen. Now, this closing affirmation emphasizes the certainty of the events described and underscores their fulfillment in the first century. 
And then verse 8 says, the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now this verse reiterates the eternal nature and divine attributes of God. It emphasizes God's unchanging presence and sovereignty throughout history. The declaration of God as the Alpha and the Omega signifies his role as the beginning and the end of all things. And the Almighty underscores his omnipotence. There was only one Alpha, only one Omega, only one beginning, and only one end, and it is Jesus Christ. So let's wrap it up. Today we've examined this passage's historical context, the symbolism, its theological significance, how it aligns with many of the events described in Revelation and the fulfillment of them in the first century. The seven churches of Asia represented the real historical communities facing challenges and persecution, just like we do today, and the blessings and the promises conveyed to them, just like those blessings and promises of Scripture are conveyed to us and are relevant to us in our circumstances. And then lastly, the declaration of Christ's coming with the clouds is seen as a figurative expression of divine judgment with the destruction of the temple in AD 70, and it highlights the recognition of Christ's vindication by even those who opposed him. Now, throughout the eternal attributes of God serve as a backdrop emphasizing his unchanging presence and authority in our lives. These verses invite us to explore the book of Revelation with a perspective rooted in the historical context while recognizing its enduring message of hope, redemption, and God's sovereignty through believers in every generation, including ours. You know, God is there for us every single day. I encourage you to seek Him with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day.